So, um, what are your favorite moped sounds? I don't know, like touch a fly, was it moving? Like, no, nah, feel free locked up. Sounds like a fuck, dude. And when uh, we choose the intro, who are we going to get to do to make the next awesome moped guy? Which is like... Oh yeah, you probably need, probably need a new intro at some point. Yeah, well, welcome to the Moped Monday Podcast. We're live here with uh, Will from the Swoops. And uh, we're going to knock the phone call out first because Will's got a baby and shit to do and he doesn't... Want to sit here all day with us, knuckleheads? Yeah, he's a adulting real hard. Yeah, this <laughs> is like extra hard. This is like two, but it'll be bedtime soon, and that gets crazy, chaotic. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like how? So thanks. How thanks for is... being so accommodating. Of course, dude. Dude, we're stoked to have you on. It's been a minute since I've even seen or talked to you. Mm-hmm. No, I love the show though, because it's like it's like one of the best things about rallies is just the times where you're like stuck sitting around a table or a fire or whatever and just like bullshitting old stories yeah. and that's like all it is it's like a it's like somebody sat down and recorded that yeah i have a hard time like sitting around if you're like deep into like this crazy bullshit tale and i don't know if it's true or not because i walked in half like halfway through it and i'm just kind of like listening from the background i'm like oh he's telling like daddy rape jokes or something <laughs> It's like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that fucking, that set goes on forever. And, like, for a second, it's, it's, is he serious? Oh, no, nah, no, nah, he's fucking with you. But he's kind of got a tear in his eye. <laughs> I mean, that is, like, a fun part delivery. about, that is a fun part about rally. It's just, like, 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 I've said it a couple of times, like, you just, like, you don't really know, you know everyone, but you don't really get to know them. And I kind of like this, like, almost one-on-one version with the podcast because you really get to like know more about like how someone got in the mopeds and like the things that like influence them like in the whole scene yeah dig in yeah so did you get into it because you're gonna put rockets on your moped at first oh no you want to start right there well this is a long story dude i want to hear it all bro all right so when i was a child when i literally when i was a child I grew up in a town called Hancock, New Hampshire, which is a sort of unfortunate name, you know, because it's got cock in it. And then the first part is Han. Uh, But the best letter I ever got was addressed to me in Hancock. (laughs) And this was from the army. It was like a sign up to be on the draft list or whatever. And they addressed it to Hancock. (laughs) And I was like, no, I don't want to join the army, especially not now. It's getting a little too close. Anyways, Hancock, New Hampshire, it's like the middle of nowhere. It's like a town of like 800 people. And my neighbor, luckily, was like the same age. And so we hung out up there all the time. Like my little brother's like a little bit younger than me. And so we just go up and hang out at my neighbor's house all the time. So we like really grew up together. And his dad had this maxi in the garage that like never worked. And then when we were in high school, it was like before we could drive, we got that thing going. And like, I immediately started populating all these dreams about like this freedom that it represented, like <laughs> the idea that I could ride this moped into town and get Jolly Ranchers anytime I wanted. Yeah, this was yeah. like the quintessence of freedom. This was like oh, yeah. the open or, or road. Visit was that girlfriend across town, like you normally wouldn't yeah. be able to get to. The open road was at my fingertips. And so this was like the dream. 
And then, like, it, about a week later, I don't think I even made it. We even made it, like, out of the neighborhood. Uh, but, like, a week later, him and my brother crashed it in the woods into, like, a tree and just bent the shit out of the forks. Damn. Yeah, but, but back I all, then, like, that was a big deal. Now it's like, oh, bent four, two, oh, yeah. But the dream never left me. And so, like, then after I graduated high school, I was like trying to do this thing in like the AmeriCorps or whatever. And then the program got canceled because this was like right after nine 11. So they canceled everything for Homeland defense. And so like, I was just hanging out around town in my like hometown working at a bar, actually two different bars. And I was like, you know what I need is a moped. <laughs> and I wound up not getting a moped cause I didn't really know at the time. And so I tried to buy a scooter on the internet. <laughs> and this is like early days of eBay. Oh, and like a vintage scooter? They, they scammed me. Damn. No, like like the worst of crap China scooters. Oh, like, uh, yeah, like picture, comes in a box. Picture someone who just graduated high school and has no clue and also no money going on the internet <laughs> and being like, scooter. It's, it's bright red. And like... Brand new China scooter delivered to your door, five ninety nine. Street oh, legal. Yeah. Well, it says street legal all over the box and shit. Sold. Give me that. Delivered to my door. I like click buy, click buy again. Cancel the second one because I only meant to buy one. And then like, <laughs> so this thing's supposed to come in the mail in like two months, like four to six weeks. And I bought this in like. February, so I was like ready for summer, and like two and a half months go by, and I haven't heard anything. And I call the people up, and they're like, "Oh yeah, it's still uh, shipping here. It'll be landing in in California in like a week, and then we'll ship it to you. It'll be there in four weeks." And so, like four weeks later, I call them back, and they're like, "Oh yeah, it isn't. We haven't gotten it to our shop yet to ship it to you, but it's coming to our shop, which was in like New Jersey, and that was like ten hours from where I grew up." Mm -hmm. So, like, my friend Wiley had this truck, and we were, like, him, me, and my friend Shane, we were, like, road trip. We're going to Jersey. We're just going to pick this thing up. It's going to be awesome. And for whatever reason, like, I don't know why, but I always also wound up, like, associating our road trips with, like, smoking tobacco. Mm -hmm. And so we got, like, copious amounts of, like, cigars and stuff, which I normally don't even smoke. But we were, like, we're just going to smoke out the car with cigars because I had quit smoking weed at that point and, like, so we were just going to, like, smoke way too much tobacco. But also, Did you like, the shop that we got that it, it to was one of those ones that sold, like, salvia and stuff. Mm. So we got salvia, too, and had never tried this. And we were, like, going to drive, like, 10 <laughs> hours and smoke salvia. We would have died. Yeah. Like, 100% would have been so dead. Like, <laughs> no clue what that did to you. Is the road we were, like, washed yeah, we'll out? drive. So... About to leave. Like, we had seriously got all this stuff ready. And, like, the morning I was supposed to leave, I call them up and they're, they don't answer. Oh. And, like, look it up and their email's disconnected. And, like, there's all these reviews on the internet. Like, this site was a scam and, like, they're shut down now. Uh, and I was like, what the damn. hell? How Luckily, am I, I got get the money, my money back. back. That was, like, the end of my dreams for, like, five years until I got out of college. Did PayPal, like, send you your cash back? 
Yeah, it was like the credit card company covered it from some like really early scam thing. Oh, cool. Oh, wow. That's yeah, good awesome. news. Yeah, I got uh like uh I bought a tailgate for my truck. I fucked up my new tailgate on my new truck. Sent the guy like hit him up on the internet and he calls me. He's like, "Yeah, we got the part. Like I know exactly. I've got the thing. Looks good. Like whatever." And it's a legit website. This guy, I think, just works for them and uh, use their email and stuff. It's like, yeah, here's your invoice for it. You know, it's like, all right, cool. Thousand bucks. Ship it. Never shipped. Then I hit him up. He's like, well, the one you ordered isn't going to work. So I got you another one and it's going to take a couple weeks. So uh, like, I filed a complaint with eBay and like, or not eBay, but uh, PayPal. And it took a minute, but uh, PayPal ended up refunding me my money. That's yeah. Awesome. They like try and try and drag it out past like the, yeah, the, the time that you're allowed to, yeah. yeah, because he, he refunded me, right? Accepted the claim, refunded me, then canceled the refund, and then wrote an e-check, which takes like 30 days to clear. Bah. And then I called and escalated it, like, because I knew there was a bad timeline. Bad seller's list. Yeah. yeah. Right away, bad You got 77. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, I had, like, um, I did, like, a moped repair for someone, and, like, they were like, oh, yeah, I'll just PayPal you. And I'm like, all right, cool. And the, no, they asked if they could pay me. I'm like, yeah, sure. I don't care. PayPal, Venmo, like whatever. Use I use it all. And what he ended up doing was someone else owed him money, and he had the third party person uh. send me the money, and then he never settled up the deal that he was supposed to have with that person. So then that person like filed a claim against me, and I'm like, dude, Good what Lord. the fuck's going on? Now here? you're involved yeah. in yeah. like so this now I'm bullshit. Involved in this, like bullshit. A lo- nice little love triangle. Yeah, dude. People are funny. It was me first. <laughs> oh, so you got... So, so uh, technically, your pook really wasn't your first moped because it wasn't yours. What was your first bike? So I got a scooter. Like, a, not not a Chinese scooter. So this was like after I graduated college. So this was like five years after I tried to buy my Freedom scooter. In China. <laughs> uh, I got this Etone Beamer. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, those are all right. The mentality that I had at that point was so completely different from moped. And, you know, I, like, had the scooter, but, you know, sort of treated it in my mind as, like, a car. And, like, this, I think, sums it up better than anything else. I took it to a shop to have the oil changed. There you go. That's real. I I mean, I still beat the hell out of it and, like, rode it off-road and, like, got flat tires all the time and then i'd take it to a shop to change the tires and i would still do that today because changing scooter tires like tubeless tires no, no yeah I, I do it all the time but like i'm you know, like there's some tricks to it after you've done it a billion times because i worked in an auto shop so like i understand like the concept of just like changing big tires right. by hand it's so, like just once you get the hassle it on it's not even that it's like you know the rim has like an area that you have to push the tire into to give it some more space on the other side and that makes yeah, it like a yeah. hell of a lot easier. Yeah, the Eaton, I had an Eaton Beamer four-wheeler. And it was two-stroke. It was like auto shift, two-speed, 50cc. But the motor was bitching. It was really, really kind of a cool bike for like a $400, you know, brand new cheap-ass four-wheeler. And it would shift and it would like jack the wheel up. I'm like, how is a kid going to ride this yeah. thing? Yeah, they're pretty sweet. Yeah, it was I a mean, gnarly one, little machine. The one I had was like the horizontal Minarelli clone. So it was like a ripper for a 50 yeah. Oh, so maybe this is an even better example of how completely different my mentality was as a scooter owner versus a moped owner. So this had a restrictor on the CDI, 
that like limited it to 30, 35 miles an hour. It was literally one little loop wire that you cut and it restricts the CDI. And you did the research on it. And it would go it. like 45 miles an hour. And I cut this and I was like, holy crap, this is so fast. And then I reconnected it because I didn't want to burn out the motor faster. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it makes sense. Like that was a real thought that I had and followed up on. Like I detuned a bike. <laughs> yeah, but like you bought it. It's your wheels. It's your like A to B. It's not something, it's not your hobby at this point, you know? Like, I mean, that's understandable. Yeah, yeah I mean, the, so I was I was already with my now wife at that point, and, like, we were just living in Knoxville. And so I had, like, this really long commute to Oak Ridge. I worked at the National Labs out there, which was pretty sweet, but I, like, carpooled there. And so I would ride the scooter, like, seven miles to this lady's house, and she would drive me the rest of the way. That's and so, like, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't get there without it. Because we only had one car, and then the scooter was the second car. I mean, it's like my bud Fowler. He rides, I mean, forever. He always rode his moped to work. I mean, he had a car, but most of the time it was like some hand-me-down bullshit car that he got. You know, it was good, but it wasn't that good. And so there's his wife's car, and he's like, I'm not leaving her with no car, so I'm just going to take the moped, you know, and just ride it like yeah. 15, 20 miles of work, you know, forever. It's a dream. Yeah. Except when it's really cold. Ah, oh, dude, this guy's a beast. He's got a butt like no other. He can handle the cold. <laughs> that follow that follow the full tuck wide butt, man. <laughs> the worst though is those fingertips. Just penetrate your fingertips. Like uh, it's yeah. Somebody shoving ice under your fingers. Like even with gloves on, your fingertips will get chilly, dude. Yeah. Well, I, I went the route and bought those Chinese. Like, uh, you know, it takes like ten weeks to get it because they ship it like straight from China. The heated, the heated hand grips or whatever you tape on and like mm. wire in underneath your grips. And I was surprised at how well they worked, except like I just was so sick of it because I didn't want to do it again. Like I taped it all wrong. And like once I got it wired on, like the, the switch was really crappy and the wiring was kind of bad, but it worked good, but it was more like uh installer error, you know? Yeah, yeah. Cause then like yeah. I would leave the shit on and then the fucking battery's dead on the bike. I'd go out and like Nothing, oh, you know, man. hit the hit the push start and nothing would happen. You could put a relay in or something. Yeah, well, I'm an idiot. So, I, you know, just I, I barely taped it on. I was in such a hurry. It was cold out and I was like, I was going somewhere. I'm like, all right, it's good. Throw mm. the grips back on it. And then I think when I sold the bike, I just trimmed the wires and like took the rest of the yep. shit off and act like it wasn't there. <laughs> so as as awful as the China scooters are, there is this really funny like add-on that they do sometimes and it's like you know they have all these like stupid stupid like gimmicky add-ons just to make it sell for more so like they'll put an mp3 player in your scooter and like advertises like damn no honda's got an mp3 player in the scooter <laughs> and like yeah because you don't need it yeah. but this was actually a good idea so it's a it's a air-cooled engine and it's got a fan on it they all do mm -hmm. but they routed the fan up through under the frame to blow the hot fan air on the hand grips. Oh, and yeah. And you can, like, turn it on and off. And that's, like, such a simple, clever idea. Yeah, it's probably not hot at all by the time it gets up there. But still, but like, I really want to do clutch. that on, like, a V1 or something just for the wheels. Well, it's probably <laughs> hot enough at a stoplight. Like, when you're sitting at the stoplight, you don't have yeah, to, right? like, find the exhaust. Like, I'm sitting on the motorcycle, like, stretched around backwards, like, my hands on the exhaust and trying not to melt my fucking gloves while I put them in the wrong spot it's yeah kind of definitely a, kind of like a great idea actually just been holding on to the head just but in like, the summertime it's gonna eat warm my hands 
dude. I love doing that in cold rides, especially on mopeds, with the pipes warm, mm-hmm. but not too warm. You know, just grab your <laughs> si- cylinder, like in between. Yeah. I like. Yeah, I grabbed just, my cylinder uh, earlier this you morning. Got a heater. It was really Hooked good. Pour that thing out. Yeah, I grabbed it and gave it a good whacking. <laughs> you ever try to like cook a hot dog on the cylinder? No. No. Because I feel like that would work too. Yeah, they're kind of like already cooked. So right. I think the grind, the the best grind, is when you can get the like the pre cooked like little sausages and bacon and shit, and just throw it on there. So even though you're not really cooking it, it looks like you're making yeah. magic happen on your moped. You know, like, like at the rally, idea. just snacking bacon Dude, right off the head. How funny! Yeah. How funny would it be to be on a ride and just have bacon like taped to your cylinder, and everyone's smelling that during the ride? <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Just, just get like a pipe, like some one of the gi- treats Gigantor or something that's got like a fat chamber, and just hammer it flat like a little skillet. Yeah, <laughs> fry an egg on that shit. Let's like start cracking eggs yeah. going down the road. Mm, you can weld anything funny. to it. Just weld like a, you know, like a dish to it. You know. Yeah, it'd be great. That's brilliant. God, that'd be so funny. After I I get off the phone with y'all, I'm calling him. Yeah, like I... I, I, Skillet pipe. I back this plan really hard. Yeah. I like Skillet pipe. I mean, I've I've done it on... uh, I I did tow trucks, like, forever, driving tow trucks. I've heated things up on the motors there. Like, I'd have, like, a... Something I was going to eat, you know, even hot dogs or whatever. Just grab something and, like, roll it up in tinfoil and throw it on the engine bay and just keep it warm, you know, while I'm running around town. <laughs> yeah, it's just the waste energy. You got to do something with it. Yeah. Saving the world. Uh-oh, we've got some attack dogs. I think one of them found uh, an intruder. Dude, so when did, when did oh, you yeah. get in the swoops, dude? Let's... So the, the the moped thing, I um, I had that scooter and I moved to Atlanta and, like, just randomly got like uh tomos for 250 off craigslist and like i got it i brought it home like fixed it up and it was running i had to like clean the carb and swap the the spark plug and like it was one of the ones where it didn't have the side shots so you had to kind of drop the engine Uh, and i was like damn i've done everything i dropped the engine i cleaned the carb i switched the spark plug I know the three things you need. Spark compression fuel. Like, I can do anything now. <laughs> and I was, like, immediately overconfident and did not realize that I should have put a fuel filter in there. And so I had to clean the carb, like, weekly. And I sold it. And I was like, fuck this thing. I'm keeping the scooter. And uh, Which is, like, that's also a way. I don't see how more of us didn't go that way. Like, mopeds yeah. are so finicky. I don't see how more of us didn't just buy like fancy scooters. <laughs> yeah. Like right and, out the gates. Because I don't like, want to look like some cool. fucking desperate fucking <laughs> scooter guy or girl. I think it's around. because I was influenced by my friends. I like I got on the mopeds because I already had friends riding mopeds. The so, other like, side of it in a city, cool. how difficult is it to carry a big ass fucking scooter up the steps to your apartment so that nobody steals it? Cause, That's true too. Yeah. You know, because some of these people, in uh, myself included, like, for a minute i never thought about a lock and then i'm like how the hell am i securing my shit i'm like oh i just like carried up the stuffs with me it's a moped yeah and then i so, get drunk and ride it back down <laughs> there was kind of this like weird funny like overlap though where like i had just gotten out of college like a year before that so i spent like a year in, in knoxville and then went to grad school in Atlanta. and this was like that first year in atlanta and like i was talking to a couple of my friends from college uh, and we had no, like, interaction about mopeds while we were there. And then, like, at the same time, like, a year after, we were all like, hey, so this might sound weird, but, like, I've kind of recently been getting into, like, mopeds. And everyone's like, oh, like, scooters? Like, no, like, pedal mopeds. No way, me too. 
so like this is Julian from the guns and like he built the internet one yeah the thing I said and oh so good the and then like my one? friend Tim yeah. was in Boston running like, around with the guys later. up there and my friend Kevin was in Knoxville and Sean and the bandit and like it was all these people who were friends at the same time and like all went completely different ways and all simultaneously got into mopeds at the same time. Which is like really crazy and weird, yeah. but also really perfect for that group of people. So anyways, like I gave up on this Tomos. I sold it to some dude. He actually picked it up on the train on like the subway in Marta and like <laughs> rolled it back onto the train and rode the train home like it was a bicycle. And I was like, alright, sweet. I like that. So Unfortunately, at the time, really lucky in retrospect, somebody stole my scooter. That was pretty funny, too. So, like, it was locked up on my side of the road, and the steering wheel was locked sideways. And yeah. so, like, I came out one day, and the, it was on the other side of the road facing the other direction. Like, they tried to push it away, and it could only turn. And so they got, like, all the way around, like, 90 degrees, turned it around, and were like, shit. We're just going in circles. And so they left it. And I was like, I need to get a better lock. And so I started locking it up, but they came back with like a truck or something. God. And this is like kind of where I really started getting into mopeds and also where I found the scoop. So like at the time, this is like 2008. And at the time there was like only just the email list. It was like mopeds, Atlanta mopeds at gmail.com or something. And there was a Yahoo group. And uh, so I was like, I had had that moped and had this like overwhelming confidence in mopeds. And so I was kind of looking for another moped or a scooter or whatever. And like I got on this group email and like I was emailing, nobody had anything for sale. And eventually I found this Honda Super Cub online for like, I paid 800 bucks for it, which is in Damn, That's a lot of money back much. then. But yeah. it was like, it was the dream come true. Because, man, that thing was sweet. I mean, it's a three-speed semi-auto and, like, 40 miles an hour. Leg shields. would roll up, roll up two people. It was, it, like, ran perfectly, and it looked cool as fuck. So I was, like, real pumped, but I was also kind of, like, bummed that it wasn't a moped because I was in this, like, email group. And mm-hmm. so, like, they all started organizing this ride, and they're like, we're going to go ride. And I was like... I was familiar with Moped Army and the whole, like, wrong forum fuck face. <laughs> and so I was like, I don't really have a moped. I can't go ride with these guys. That sucks. But I grabbed my friend Joey, and we were like, we're just going to go ride my Cub. And so we're out riding the Cub, like, while everyone else is on the ride, and we pass everybody. And I'm like, you know, still, like, mutes and mopeds. And we're like, holy fuck, that guy has a fucking Magnum. Like, minds blown like oh my god i've only seen those in pictures it's the coolest thing ever and like we saw everybody go by and we we're like man that was cool i wish we were cool enough to ride around with them and i get back home and i look on the email thing and everybody's blowing up like yo did you see those two dudes on the cub who the fuck were those guys why don't they come ride with us and i was like raise my hand like, that was us <laughs> Yeah, and like the rest that. is history. I saw some team rando the other day on a Tomos, like cruising through like near where our alley shop is, and I was like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" Like, no, I don't know him. He had a kid on his bike, like a, some Tomos airsoft kit, you know, just kind of putting through, wasn't hauling ass or anything. I was like, 
where the fuck did this guy come from? Where did he get the bike? Like, who is he? Yeah, dude. Yeah, like, they kind of miss that shit because it's hard for other people to find us on the group me because it's not like you can just join in on the group me. You have to know about it, you know? Mm-hmm. And we don't, yeah. have, we don't have, like, an open Richmond moped chat that's, like, that anybody can find, you know? I think we need to just advertise on Craigslist. Yeah, that's an idea. We used to have these, like, stickers just, that would just, like, it was, like, a little swoop sticker. It was, like, a headless horseman doing, like, a wheelie on a on a magnum or something and just had the website on the bottom and then the website had like some info about like the weekly rides and so i'd we just slap those on people's bikes if you saw like some team rando bike around yeah like that's full, a great like idea full sticker too you just like stick it on some rando's bike <laughs> yeah just slam it on their tank so they can see it but like you know it wasn't like the eggshell ones so you could pull it off yeah yeah the eggshell ones suck that's like the parking ticket ones where it's on your glass forever yeah yeah, who did that? Mike Mike Mahaney, he made a bunch yes. of... Yeah, when, when I first met Mike, he was doing... Uh, his moped club was called the Thug Stars. <laughs> yeah. That was terrible. It's so funny. And he had oh, these... This is ironic. I love it. Yeah, yeah. He had these fucking stickers that were made of like like really good glue and really bad paper. And he was like, oh man, I got stickers for my club. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Thug stars. And I was like, yeah, it's thug stars, you know, like whatever, you know, like smoke weed and hang out, you know, mm. fucking stuck them on everything at, at one of the rallies and they're impossible to get off. The sticker doesn't stick around, but the glue fucking definitely will be there forever. Yeah, it's just like a little white piece of paper. With yeah, just a tiny gun. little one inch square thing now Good. on your bike. God damn <laughs> Fuck you, Mike. Dude, how <laughs> lit was Atlanta in, like, 2008, dude? 2008, we were, like, just getting started. Like, probably two, three years in, it got really good. Yeah, I saw the video you guys posted the other day on Moped Army, like, the 2010, 2012, like, swoop, like, video. Yeah, that was that was our second show. And, like, that summer, we still refer to as, like, the summer of fun. So, like... There were a couple dudes that we knew from Savannah from, like, doing rallies, and they'd have come up, and, like, they were super pumped on Atlanta, and they all moved up there that that summer. That was, like, Blake and Andy and Jordan. And then, like, a bunch of the swoops had gotten out of, like, long-term relationships, and, like, Brooks had just moved there. Like, we were growing super hard, and, like, all rad dudes, and everybody was free, and we had this really great shop that summer, and so, like, it was like every day we'd go to that shop and like I would go there in the morning and wait for everyone else to get up and we'd go ride somewhere to get coffee before work. And then we'd be like straight back there after work, like trying to fix something to get running well enough to like I don't know, go to whatever party or show or I feel like that's how find you're... a pool to crash into. It was like the perfect summer. Like the shred shed originally kinda of was like that, you know, people would be there first thing in the morning just like hanging out and you could roll up like i drove a tow truck so i have downtime and i'm like noon you know which isn't first thing in the morning but for some moped people it is you know roll over <laughs> there and it's still like five people there hanging out i'm like holy shit this is crazy man i didn't like what a cool community like people just hanging out all the fucking time and then i started hanging out all the time and not doing anything else i needed to do <laughs> yeah there's that it's a beautiful thing yeah it was fun i miss it i mean i wish we had another shop like that in richmond but like hopefully soon you know we'll get get to build the community back up. We've got a great community still. It's just like getting everybody on the same page. And like having that community shop definitely helps with that. I feel like the problem is somebody has to run it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, somebody's got to get the bills paid and collect the fucking money 
or it just has to be their shop and they allow, you know, that kind of bullshit to happen in it, you know? Yeah. That shop that we had that summer was like, it was a really great spot because it was like the perfect location. It was right in the middle of everybody. And so it was like on our way home and like Littles is this little grocery. It's like a little grill and grocery and it's the best, the best place in Atlanta. They got incredible hamburgers. Yeah, it's better uh, than Miss Ann's. Like Lidl? And like, that was like our go-to always. And before that, we all hung out at this tattoo shop that Mark worked at. And like a couple of the dudes there were like in the mopeds. And there's an abandoned lot between that tattoo shop and Littles. And so that was like where we worked on shit before we had a shop. Okay. And so like, that was like our neighborhood and it was in our neighborhood. So it was like the best fucking shop. That's sick. I remember Mark from Richmond. He's, he's from here. Oh yeah. 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 What's the rent so, like, you know, up in the ATL area? When we lost that shop, this is probably a pretty good story, too. So, like, we were there for a while. Uh, it was two halves of a shop, and one half was Rob Wonder, who's, like, he's an old swoop, really great dude, but at the time was, like, pretty fucking crazy. He's, like, Rob Wonder is, like, a pit bull, you know? Like, really, really, really loyal and really great, but maybe it's going to bite your face off. Yeah, he's docile until he's not. Yeah. So Rob wonders, like, he's, like, staying up way late, like, all night, like, working on shit in that shop. And some dude brings over, like, this shitty scooter for him to, like, fix. And the scooter's sitting out in front in the parking lot, and Rob's in there, like, at 3 in the morning working on shit. And hears outside, like, some scuffling going on. And looks out, and there's, like, some kids trying to load up the scooter in the back of a van. And so, like, Rob goes back in, and he grabs his Tech 9, because it's Rob Wonder, and he has a fucking Tech 9 for some reason. Just hanging out on the, on the workbench. So, like, runs out screaming and starts, like, shooting at their van. And oh, luckily only fuck. gets, like, two shots off before the thing jams, because it's a Tech 9. <laughs> uh, and, like... They t- the two kids drop the scooter and take off running. The kid drives and, like, drives away. And there's a cop around the corner because somebody had just called the police because they saw these kids drive away after they stole a scooter up the road. So the cop, like, comes over uh, hearing the gunshots. And, like, I think they nabbed the two kids. And they're, like, talking to Rob. And they're, like, all right. You you fired your gun inside the city limits because you were scared, right? And Rob's like, fuck, no, I wasn't scared of those kids. <laughs> and they're like, no, you don't understand. I'm asking you a question. You fired you your answer. gun illegally inside of city limits because you were scared for your life. And Rob's like, fuck, no, I wasn't scared of those fucking kids. Oh, and the cop's like, you're not listening to me. And Rob's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I was scared for my life. <laughs> So anyways, like, these kids are, like, 14 years old. They get on, and, like, two days later, they steal a U-Haul truck and just slam it into the building repeatedly and knock it off its foundations, and we got kicked out. Oh, man. Because it was, like, no longer inhabitable. And that that building was vacant for, like, six years until they just knocked it down to put up condos. That's crazy. Which is everywhere in Atlanta. Yeah, that's, like, the rescue run when you, like, even if somebody's, like, neighborhood people take you know like the the bike incidents you know like last last one we had in richmond like what if those guys know you know where all the bikes are and they want to you know get back at us i mean that's a risk you run by fucking with them too you know yeah 
retribution. I know, right? But they had some shit stolen in Atlanta. I still say we, but I'm not there anymore. I live in Cleveland now, but like earlier this year, a bunch of shit got stolen from the new new shop. Yeah, or if you're rude Atlanta. to some some stupid fucking moped person, like they come in, like yo, yeah, I want to buy a bike, and you're like, basically, fuck off, you know, and yeah. then they come back and just cut your lock and take all your shit or whatever, you know. I don't yeah, know. but like, what do you do when shit gets stolen? Because like, you can try and go get it back. But they know who you are and where they got it from. And, like, if this is a bunch of people with nothing to lose, then you're kind of fucked. Like, it's not worth it. And if you bring the police into it, then you're definitely, like, escalating this to the to the level that yeah. you probably don't want to escalate. Level. Yeah, I was looking into just, like, uh, getting another lock inside of our building and just yeah. bolt it down. That way it's, like, more difficult to get out. Even though there's tools and shit there, but it would, like, slow them down a little bit or, like, maybe they'd be like, oh, well, fuck this. This is too much. You know, I can't just roll it out yeah. after clipping the lock. Like, I've been thinking about moving and I've been, like, looking. Yeah, you just like, reinforce it. I've been looking in, like, new houses and where I'm trying to live and, like, some spots are, like, still kind of sketchy, like, neighbors are changing, but it's still, like, you know, hood adjacent. And I'm like, man, well, if I get a shed, like, I'm going to have to also, like, buy some cement and, like, fucking concrete down a fucking pipe that I can lock all my shit to inside of my garage. Yeah. You know, like, extra safe. Yeah, I'm naively foolish in my suburban dreamland. Yeah, garage, garage doors open, like, hanging out, I, like. <laughs> yeah, I got, like, an MD5 out in front of the garage right now, it's, like. Just sitting there. Keys in it. Like the view of the road. Yeah. It's at 2401 Queenston Road in Cleveland Heights. (laughs) Uh, Please no one steal it. (laughs) Or else. Oh, crap. I gave away my information. (laughs) This is almost as bad as if someone saw my license plate in a Craigslist post. God, that shit's so dumb. Yeah. (laughs) Sharpie over this. I'm going to hold my thumb over it. Yeah. (laughs) Dude, people do it on MA too. They like take a picture of their bike and they like scribble over the yeah. like, license plate. What are they going to do? Show up to your house and take your shit? Dude, get out of here. So, like, everything I've sold recently on Craigslist, I try and include like a bunch of pictures of the bike or whatever. And then, like, a close up of my license plate with just my <laughs> thumb on it. But, yeah. like, the whole license plate is very visible. <laughs> it's just my thumb on it. Like a just, big thumbs up. Like, yeah. Yeah. Just like, here's my thumb covering. Up little bit of my license plate because who gives a shit yeah. it's not gonna it's not gonna ever come back and bite you there's like no way they were talking about uh like overseas putting the micro trips and license plates and then they were talking about doing it here in the states too and people were, were on, online like talking about it oh it's a huge violation of privacy i'm like man they're already watching if they wanted to watch anything you were doing they'd already be doing it you know but there's it's a lot of data like like who really gives a fuck your phone is listening to you all the time you can yeah, I'm to talking that. to you guys right now on a tracking device. Yeah, <laughs> literally a tracking device. And it's like, if you mention XYZ product tomorrow, it's going to be on your Amazon feed or your, your feed or whatever for advertising. Like, you've already given up your rights to this privacy. Like, why are you bitching about this? You know, it's licensing. They already know. What do you, who are you hiding from? What are you afraid they're going to do to you? Well, I got a lot of shit like, here. And actually, it is kind of convenient when they're like, hey, do you do you want this this little like pump action gun that sprays like shotgun of salt and kills bugs and i'm like actually yeah yeah that, you're right that's a great you ad. do know me better than i know myself i want to shoot bugs with salt well the thing is like sometimes you'll see something like that in a in like a newspaper and you just smile at it and your phone knows 
And then as soon as you the advertisement, <laughs> yeah. you just get like a smirk on your face, like, no, oh, that's cool, you know? And then flip the page. You don't like, talk about it, but the I next day. I saw a gleam and tell him, says, uh, we're going to send him the targeted ads. Yeah, man. for sure. Because I, I saw those little rock. And then my uh, redneck brother is like all about it. He's like, oh, man, you see these shotguns you can get for flies? But yeah. supposedly they work fucking great. Yeah, it's like the little microchip in the in the license plates. It's like, hey, he looked twice at this car. I think he wants one. Who gives a f- Oh, you're going to catch you. Maybe it'll make Carbonic. it easier to go through tolls. You know, everybody will have smart tag, you know. It is you link to your shit and bill you and nobody's got to worry about tolls anymore. And put, Dude, those, yeah. put those people out of employment. Dude, I, I, I wound up having to drive for work like a fair, a fair bit recently. And like... Moped Monday's been my go-to. Like if I'm driving long distance, I'm just blasting through tools. We did it. To people we did it. We, we kept Will Swoop awake for a minute. Yeah, I'm I, not dead. We've had people hit us up, dude. They're just like, yeah, this is like our favorite part of of Monday, dude. That like gets us through like that Monday work grind. I'm like, that's tight. My favorite part is when I get to listen when other people are in. I, I never listen to my own <laughs> shit. No. But I did listen to Ron Bennington. I don't know if you're into podcasts, like. uh comedy shit but that dude does a radio show and he's got a mean fucking ron pennington like interviews with comedians and stuff and it's well worth the listen man it's every really comedian good. ever has a podcast it's like that's well, like the new thing if you're com- comedy. well he's 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 been he was a comedian and then he's got a radio show that he does on like serious sex and radio but then he does like ron bennington interviews with like you know famous comedians and all kinds of people and he is just one of the best interviewers that i've heard you know as far as being funny and asking like good questions and you know, everything. is It's a solid listen to that's tight. you fuckers out there. If you want something entertaining, that's a really good one. Ron Bennington, man. I just want to hang out and ask shitty questions and not make any sense. Yeah. Dude, shout out to, <laughs> to Moped Homies on the podcast. Yeah. Old Quato uh, had a couple of great podcasts, but he had this one that was like really funny that I used to listen to. Also, shout out to other Moped parents out there because I didn't need these. Yeah, but, dude. like, he had this one, he has a, his son's Oliver, and this was, like, when Oliver was, like, seven or something, and he had this podcast that was called Up Late with Oliver, where, like, one night a week, he'd stay up and just, like, talk with his kid about, like, I don't know, it was, like, kids say the darndest things, but with water. Yeah, so, like, whatever the hell he was into that minute, you know, like, dude, it was, saw some it was advertising on TV so about something, and it was game on, he's all about it. The best one, like, Oliver's talking about, like, his favorite customers. But in like second grade, and it's like, <laughs> I still like that. Uh, we do the uh, wiener butts or wiener farts with the kids. They like that one. That's their favorite shit right now. Did you, did you beat that out? A little bit. Can you beat that out for the podcast? I don't want anyone to have to hear that. Okay. <laughs> I'm like I don't even know what that is. Dude. That's some weird kid shit. I, this is what they say. They're like they're like running around going like wiener butt. <laughs> Can you say wiener butts on the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> so then like I, we'll be eating like sandwiches or whatever for lunch at the river, and it's like wiener butt. Just whisper it, and they're just like go nuts. So they start fucking cackling and laughing and like kicking each other and shit. You know, kids are weird. Yeah. <laughs> I so had entertaining. This, I had this like they're piece weird of paper you that my mom up. showed me. Of, like, me being a kid and writing all the worst words I can think of, like, on a piece of paper. And this was, like, just the naughtiest thing I could do. Like, I can't. I hope my parents <laughs> never see this, but I'm a badass, so I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to write poop and boobs on a piece <laughs> of paper. 
I'm a badass rebel without a cause. I remember when I thought I was a badass because I was I went out and bought an Onyx tape. Heck y'all. Like mm. I was like big into learning rap music and like trying to be you know like a white black boy you know in middle school. Power rapper the trying, rapper trying to like fit in or whatever. Yeah. Power rapper the rapper. Yeah. So I like uh, I mean I was into like tribe called and all that crap and so I bought my first Onyx which is like nasty rap you know explicit lyrics all over the <laughs> case and I hid it from my parents and like I'd be in there listening to it and she'd be like what the hell is that noise? sound like boots in a dryer in there you know because it's just like because i'm like the little radio is just like barely basing it's like some piece of shit little radio but it's got just enough bass and my mom is just obnoxious about everything and she hears yeah, every good. little noise so i have to like take the tape out and hide it and put something else in there you know like stash the tape away when, t- when she found it she went nuts man she That's was so funny. pissed dude speaking of parappa rap, rebel rebel without a rouser yeah. Kick, punch, it's all in the mind. If you want to test me, I'm sure you're fine. I don't remember the Parabola Rapper, man. That was a game, though, right? <laughs> yeah, it was a game. Yeah. It was PlayStation. <laughs> I mean, that's how I got my rap name. I used to bring my guitar and, like, freestyle with the, like, all the kids on. at work. What was your rap name? T-Murder, yo. You know my rap name, T-Murder. <laughs> my middle school rap name. I like, didn't know that's where it came from. Yeah. yeah. Could this possibly be like a recurring segment in Moped Monday? Like, <laughs> what's the, your rap name? <laughs> yeah, what's, what's your rap, rap name, name, Swoop? What's your rap name? You freestyle real quick on the mic. Uh, Whatever, dude. Uh, you listen to Jason's, like, when he put out that shit. I did a good job on that. Oh, yeah. Thomas helped in Scooter Gang, dude. The Scooter Gang. A lot of those lyrics are mine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was, that was not. It so you, you can talk all the uh, shit you want, but like you know, in the moment, I could probably get it done. Next, or, yeah. Speaking of that, dude, I was I was gonna have Charlie Buzzard. Like they were gonna come here and they were gonna film. They were gonna record like, like a counter to Scooter Gang, you know, for mopeds or something. Oh damn, yeah. And but then like he's like, dude, I don't know if we can do it anymore because they all got into those giant ass helixes that's... and now they're driving those giant scooters around town. Yo, yeah, those oh. things are monsters. We just got, he just got to do the country rebuttal. Dude, I saw a, I saw a Helix with a sidecar. Dude, I fucking wanted it. It's like good lord. It's uh, so sick. It's so hideous. sick. Dream of a lifetime. Dude, Is this like some I, like level that you get to in mopeds where like if you haven't just fully jumped on the motorcycle game, you're like, I just want cruising reliable and still goofy and definably not cool yeah. well it's like Give when you when you're cool, when you're a kid and you're like cadillacs are cool but you end up buying the buick where the rear windows don't roll down <laughs> you know but it's still like a big yeah. car with shiny wheels and shit you know it's got the hubcaps and all that crap but you're just too broke to have the yeah. real deal i remember um that inverness rally we went to and like all the swoops mm. showed up and you guys only brought slow bikes and like dumb bikes you're like yeah we we all came on like stock dumb bikes yeah Gotta live the dream. Shit was epic, dude. Oh, uh, uh, Will came to <laughs> Richmond on uh, for one rally, and he was riding some ridiculous ass bike with like the egg motor. It was the, like a Robin the or something. Flandria, dude. Yeah, the you Flandria, pushed whatever. me with your foot. Yeah, all the, the whole way, the way back the from like. Yeah, that shit was yeah. hilarious. I was like, "What the fuck is he riding?" Like, I know this so, cat's got something else in the barn, and that thing is just thing's... like smelling like it's cooking the whole time. This is a this was my Flandria Apollo and like it actually has this one really really cool feature where it's got this centrifugal clutch in both directions so it's like a one-way ratcheting gear but what it means is you can coast faster than the engine's going well and then like rev up the engine and have it re-engage so like if your rear wheel's going faster than the engine it's just coasting 
So you can be idling at like 50 miles an hour if you're coasting down a hill. So like that rally, we were coming down some hills and I was like passing people on this bike that everyone knew was only going like 25 miles an hour the rest of the time. Yeah. And so that was really funny. And also like you could have somebody push you and it would still be running. Yeah, that like, bike was cool. You get down slow enough, you rev it up, and it catches back up. We went on a long ride, and I think we That's only had bike. our only like good bike was this Minarelli. Uh, it was like me, Mouse, a bunch you know, like Shredshed days, and there was this Minarelli they had just gotten running, and we went way the fuck out, like way the hell out Riverside, all the way to the end of it, and then some, like almost on the Powhatan. And Brad's riding it, and he's just like, we'd stop and wait. You know, bikes idling, and all of a sudden, you finally like see Brad's headlight pop up. He's doing a whopping like twenty miles per hour, maybe. Like he, but he's still in it, man. He hadn't given up yet. Makes it all the way out there, and we just speed ahead, and he knows where we're going. He finally gets there. By the time he gets there, we're all like, we had our road beer, we smoked a cigarette. You know, we bullshit it for a minute. Oh, it's time to go. He's like, oh man, what the fuck, man? I just got here. You know, takes him so long to do anything on those slow, slow bikes when you're in a pack of blasters. Dude, yeah, there's something of, kind of magical about it anyway, so. Like, randomly, I'm going to hop to, like, Instagram, but, like, speaking of, like, uh, road beers, uh, takeoff from um, Instagram was, like, pocket beer or no pocket beer? What are your thoughts? Ooh, I'll, I'll rock a pocket beer. All day. Yeah. I so, don't drink beer, but I feel like having a drink with you on a moped ride is always always a good thing to have. Pocket whiskey so I, or pocket beer? I had this, beer. like, seat on my blue socks. This was, like, my bike forever. Everyone thinks that I really like socks. And the reason that I know a whole lot about socks. And, like, it had this seat, and it's got this seat compartment, like, that folds down kind of like a magnum compartment. And it would fit a beer. And so, like, I had a PBR in there from the Buzzards rally, like, the last blast to the bridges. And, like, sealed it back up and, like, closed it off. And shortly thereafter, I sold this bike. And, like, probably three, four, maybe five years go by. And at this point, I'm back in Cleveland. And this was, like, two years ago. And I was going back down to Atlanta. And I was like, I need a, I need a loaner bike. You guys got me? And they're like, yeah, yeah. So I go to their shop. And they're like, yeah, your bike's in the corner. And it's like under a bunch of boxes. And I pull off these boxes and they found my old socks like on Craigslist and bought it back as my loaner, <laughs> which funny. was amazing. <laughs> Fucking beautiful. And I, I like lost my shit. It's still got like drop bars. And those are like now five years, not cool. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, I would never do that now. Five but like way the fuck back, back then, it was like drop bars, cafe. And so, like, I'm playing with it, and I open up the fucking trunk thing, and there's still that PBR from the last blast to the bridges. God. Did you just sneak it in the fridge and not tell anybody about it? I wish you would have just, like, dated it. I think it I drank just, like, put it. Put it back in it. You drank it. Because you have to. <laughs> fucking moped this is like time a, capsule. <laughs> yeah, this is like a, like, a, like a thing. This is a gift. If life hands you lemons, you drink them. <laughs> And then you have a sour mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you wish you had made lemonade. And you're like. <laughs> yeah. Or, <laughs> or you can oh, use dude. them to make a battery or clean with. That's funny, dude. 
Yeah. Well, you got to drink Natter Days now. Then you got lemonade and beer in your pocket. That sounds fucking disgusting. Natter Days. <laughs> this is going to be the summer of Natter Days. Calling it now. Well, I mean, what's the other shit we should do? Like Langerfields or whatever? The Summer Sandies? Strawberritas, dude. Yeah, the Summer Sandies yeah. were like the shit for a minute. Uh-oh. Dude. Dude. Um, I'll... Just all the heartburn. Like, I'm having heartburn just thinking of strawberry. Yeah, no, right now I'm slamming, slamming the simpler times. I don't know <laughs> if y'all ever go to Trader Joe's, but they got these beers called Simpler Times, which is like a fantastic fucking name for a beer. Mm. And they're dirt ass cheap. They're like $4, 6 better. Did you Except, ever, uh, uh, did you ever fuck with the Vespas at all? There's tons of Oh man, we're losing him. Hold on, shit got weird. Will, come back to us. I think he went into the no man's land. I don't know what happened, bro. Is it us or him? I think it's him. He's probably just walking around like Roman, and now he's in the bathroom. Mm. Flush the toilet. Will. Get some tinfoil, put it on your head. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Nope, nope, there he nope. is. Lost the call. Oh, man, they're on him. The Secret Service is, uh, doesn't want him telling all those juicy moped <laughs> stories. That's it. We're telling you, man, these phones are tapped, bro. Phone tap. Let's call him back, dude. Let's see what happens. Maybe we'll like even edit this part out. Or maybe we could say something profound during this pause. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know what profound. <laughs> something life-changing. Will Delos. Will Delos. Have the tone. Please record your Damn, message. When you finish recording, die? you may hang up or press one oh, or man, more options. Back. We got it. Leave a... Will. What happened? I, I don't know. We lost know. you. Well, I'm back. We thought, Sick. So like, yeah. I we went to call you back, you. right? And the number on my phone, it like comes up as Indonesia. Oh, <laughs> nice. I'm like, pretty sure they're not in Indonesia. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. They're, that's <laughs> the Indonesia's tracker. Indonesia's really far from Virginia, like maybe exactly opposite. <laughs> yeah, I use this app on uh, for my phone called, the like, it's just called Burner Phone. It's just an app, so you can, when you, like, sell shit on Craigslist, you don't want, like, scammers calling you all the time, so you just use the Burner Phone app, and it gives you a new phone number, and just, it rings that and then calls you, and you can send text messages and photos and all kinds of shit. Creepy. Yeah, it's kind of convenient. That's pretty good. Yeah, so they don't have your real phone number you just cut it off or so that way when you rip somebody off take their money never get busted for prank phone calls ever again yeah man yeah you could do that on ma and not have somebody like wind up angrily free canoeing you or something <laughs> free canoeing you yeah that's just funny. you ever been free canoed man uh, it yeah. sucks no i never been free i don't know we, we used to do it nigel on the way back from Colorado. robin free canoed me yeah yeah because I, she was like mad that i like ratted her out this she was like dating Timo at the time and like she was like way out of control and like usually it's super duper fun but she was like throwing glasses and stuff and I was like it's like Robin dude Robin out of control never yeah right never. and I was like dude if you she's don't very chill passionate out, I wouldn't call if it you out don't of control chill out, I'm gonna like call somebody and I was like Timo what do I do you know Robin you guys been dating for a minute like what do I do. And he's like, I don't know. You just kind of let that happen. Don't let it ride and out, like, dude. <laughs> so like, right out the then storm. later, she's like, Will fucking ratted me out to Tim. 
And like somebody, like she told one of her friends, somebody freaking everything. And at like three in the morning, my phone's like blowing up. I got like more texts per minute, like for an hour. It was like over 60 texts in an hour. Holy fuck. My phone was just like out of control and I was like shutting it off and I turned it on. And it, I mean, this is like an old cell phone, like before smartphones. And like it just didn't work for two weeks. <laughs> yeah, we did the free mo- we did the well, free moped to uh, Nigel. I'm pretty sure at one time because he was bitching about something. He was posting that he, like he was fixing his bike, but we knew he was just full of shit, and he had bailed on the trip. Dude, it works. Brutal. It's fucking awful. It's I mean, it's nice. It's a nice tool to have in your pocket. It's much better than swatting somebody. <laughs> the free canoe. I'll take that over a swat. Yeah. Where Dude, um, fuck, man. I don't know. It's weird stuff. So someone hits up on Instagram. It's actually Francis, and he wants to know, like, if you can tell the Francis um, Cromley first rally story. Francis Cromley, like, this kid came out of nowhere and, like, was, like, four, 13 or 14 years old and was, like, hitting us up on all, like, Facebook and shit and, like, making all these insanely, like, nonsense posts and stuff and we were like you know this is the time in moped army where like i spend a shitload of time on moped army i don't know i remember like back in the day when you were like calling people you were like making notes of their post counts yeah yeah i'm like i'm like over twenty thousand. i know i, I bet you're like probably way the hell too much time sure. in there. we used to do that when we first started the podcast like yeah, check their post counts about. and shit yeah and so like i had made a lot of fake accounts <laughs> and just to fuck with people and i was like there is zero percent chance that this kid is real this is a fake of somebody fucking with me and so what do you do is you like really just like sort of pretend to go along with it and be really inappropriate so we were like making really kind of obscene jokes about like this young kid and like the nasty things we were gonna like do to him if he hung out with us fully expecting that this was not a real kid and like Finally, some pictures show up, and it's like, he looks like a younger version of our friend Woody. And we're like, dude, Woody's fucking with us and pretending that these old photos of him are current pictures of this little kid, Francis. And that's fuel And for I the also fire. like Francis. How many fucking Francis's do you know? <laughs> None. Like, young dude named Francis. None. Like, there was no chance that this was real. Yeah, so, for a little while. Anyway. And he's, like, coming to our rally. And this is, like, we had rented out this, like, skate park place and bonfire pit that's, like, in the hood. And, like, it used to be a trucking warehouse. So it's, like, this big open, uh, like, concrete slab with a roof. Yeah, and, I think like, I've been there for the rally. Fire. And, yeah, it was the perfect place for a rally. And we were, like, fucking off hard all night like all friday night everyone was like wasted and like still like rolling around their own vomit and like there's just bikes strewn everywhere and just drunk people and like empty beers and random drugs and just whatever shit just like strewn around and this this kid's parents come and drop him off there at like 10 in the morning and like roll up and mark's like awake because he's straight edge and so like they roll up and they go to Mark and they're like, are you coming in charge here? And he's got like fucking face tattoos and not wearing a shirt. And they're like, "Can are you, are you good, Francis? 
And they just drop their fucking child off with this bunch of like obvious degenerates, like rolling around literally in their own filth and like trusting the guy with like the face tattoos who's like missing teeth. Like, this is the guy that, yeah, yeah one guy's got duct tape right, cool. in his hand, the other guy's got some other shit, and they're like, oh, I guess he's gonna right? be okay. <laughs> Like, people are, like, throwing guns back and forth. I mean, that's how we met Youngblood. Jason fucking took Youngblood under his wing, you know? Little, little, uh, fragile, redheaded, uh, moped nerd. He was, like, what, 17, maybe? 16? No, he was 18. Was he 18? Yeah, he was. He just looked infant. He just looked like a child, and his parents, like, Dropped them off, or no, you Jason do- picked him up at his house and had to exchange numbers with his mom. His mom was cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, we Shout out like to your hot very, mom. We like very completely decided that you know if Francis got returned to his parents drunk, we'd be fucked. So like the <laughs> mantra for everyone, the entire rally was like, "Don't touch the beer, Francis." So like everybody in this entire rally, every time they saw this kid, like, "Don't touch the beer, Francis." There he is! Don't touch the beer, Francis! <laughs> <laughs> so, like, he had the slowest ass, completely stock, like, single speed Moby, and was like, we all leave. And he's going like 18 miles an hour, and like, doesn't even make it a mile before the chase truck is like, dude, we're not gonna follow you the entire time. Just throw it on the on the trailer. And you're gonna ride in the, in the van. Oh yeah! So he's yeah. like riding in the van with all the all the chase folks. Francis and needs like, a tan. This kid is like the quintessential rube, like, and just so purely innocent in his <laughs> young age. And he goes to Nick, who has like some scruffy like beard hair, and he says, "Hey, you're." Do your pubes look like that? Maybe my pubes will look like that someday. <laughs> like, rub it in harder. You're a young prepubescent boy who has no fucking business being at this rally. Like, can you rub it in any harder? And then he one-ups it by trolling everybody. And he's like, hey, man, so I can't drink the beer. Everyone's having beer and I can't have any. And I don't have enough money for some drinks so like can you guys spot me a couple bucks and i'll get like some dr peppers and so everyone's like all right sure we'll pity the kid we'll get him some sodas and so like everyone pitches in gives him enough money that he can buy like this 30 rack of sodas and we get to the river that was like the destination and francis starts walking through the rally like Dr. Pepper's dollar a piece. Who wants to buy one? <laughs> like, motherfucker. <laughs> You just like out of nowhere, just like you know what? I'm gonna profit off this. God, man, I love the I I love those days when you meet new guys and they just fucking like throw you curveballs, yeah, and they just fit right in no matter what. Fucking Francis, you're the man. He like kept hanging around. Like I think his first beer was at our shop because like his dad worked in movies or something. Would like occasionally just drop him off at our shop. Like we were the babysitter and. Like, his dad was, like, a pretty clean-cut dude. Like, kind of, like, clean artist. You know what I mean? Yeah. But man, and, uh, maybe the kid had some shit at home, and his dad was like, man, I don't know. Like, uh, it's worth the he's risk. He's one of the three triplets. That's a free free room child, dude. Just free room yeah. child bear. Free range, yeah. <laughs> so, like, 
he's hanging out and we're like still don't touch the beer francis and his dad comes to get him back and he's like dad can i have a beer and we're like all right all right and his dad agrees and so we give him this first beer and he like drinks it and maybe like six minutes later he like pulls me aside and he's like well i think i'm feeling the effects of alcohol (laughs) i was like yeah dude nice Dude, we used to get, my dad had a roommate at his house that was a pilot, and he was a cool kind of dude that I remember, but I don't remember that much, you know, about him, but I remember that he would always come home with, like, deuce deuces of beer, and so, like, my brother and I, like, conned him into buying us, like, some 22s of, uh, you know, like, whatever the fuck it was, just some glass bottle 22s, and, like, my brother and I would split a deuce deuce, and then I was like, man, I'm drunk as fuck, man, we gotta get him to get us some more, so, like, next weekend we... Go to my dad's house and like throw a note under the door, like "Yo, give me some twenty twos and throw some." Yeah, give him some cash. And when he got there, like the the next week or whatever, like he'd have some deuce deuces in the fridge for us. I'm like, "Oh yeah, those are yours, man. You're good." And we get fucking hammered nice. as shit off a of twenty, yeah, like one twenty two each. We were just like pissed drunk. And now I'd have to drink like I don't know five or ten of them. You know, like I, my my tolerance for alcohol is like dumb. I miss. Yeah. The, I just miss those days of being a cheap date. You know, but like the other thing though is like back then, I this is my memory of drinking as a youth was like not realizing the don't break the seal rule, and like my memory of oh, the yeah. first few times I drank and got really drunk were like I am peeing all the time and I can't stop. I pee and I have to pee again. This is awful. Yeah, the don't break the seal so, yeah, thing's a real a real thing. And like I, I you see guys go pee before they ride their moped, like on the rally, and all of a sudden they hit yeah. a stop and it's like fifteen guys with idling bikes and dicks hanging out <laughs> on the side of the road. I feel like you grow past it though. Like at some point you're just like drinking is normal and peeing is also normal. Well, and, no what happens you no longer have to think about either. No, when but you're, like when you're new to it, you have to think about it. No, when it, what it is, is that you're younger, so you're drinking things other than alcohol, and when you get older, yeah. you drink alcohol That's and occasionally yeah. milk. So your only hydration is like beer occasionally milk of course that's Simpler where you times. fucking went dude I, I fucking drink milk after liquor i'll go home like wasted i'm like where's a bowl of cereal i love milk and liquor dude i know a lot of people who don't you're, even fuck with milk yeah you're like maybe all on your own like i can think of maybe yeah, this dude. working i'll get like, shit house wasted i'm just like where's a bowl of cereal man hook me up and it was just i don't know no, like white white russian maybe all right i'll give you a white russian no i never had a white russian but i've had a fucking what shot of fuck? liquor and I, i've had a shot of liquor and ice cream there's like no reason no all right whatever i just no, never had one it's, it's not that i wouldn't i just never had one God. so pearls of pearls of wisdom one time I was in France, and a wise old Frenchman told me, the wine that you like best is the best wine. And I think that was a pretty pretty appropriate thing. You know, that's, it's a great one. And since then, I've added to it in order to fully, fully appreciate what is the best wine. You should have tried them all. And this applies to, like, anything and everything. Yes. But my point being, you know, if you like it best, then... That's the, the best. best one for you. Drink your milk and liquor, and I'll just not. My, so for all you guys out there, my best drinking advice, and I am an expert at drinking sometimes because I do a lot of it, um, is uh, the it's like a saying, dance with the girl you came with. 
So if you go to the party with your chick, you don't go dancing with a bunch of other chicks if you're planning on having a good time with this one. You know, same thing with beer. Yeah, you, let's be a lady tonight. Yeah, if you start off with Pabst Blue Ribbon, guess what? If they're out of Pabst Blue Ribbon, you're out of beer, motherfucker, because you're going to wake up feeling like shit the next day. Always dance with the girl you came with. Don't be switching your wine flavors or bottles or liquors. I don't know, or, man. I was just at the grocery store tonight, and they had to make your own six-pack. Bad oh, idea. Yeah. Bad idea. Two, two one, of those fuckers you're going to hang over. Yeah, you're fucked. Uh, no, you just gotta spread that one six pack out for a week. <laughs> no, you come prepared. Like I, it's like I'm adulting, so now I'm dragging my camper to the fucking rally. I'm just gonna have my my secret squirrel stash of fucking beer, and that way, if I run out, I've got like a few extras of you know whatever. Yeah, that's the dream of a lifetime, right there. Dude, can can I'm we still, talk like, about sleeping on logs? Yeah, fuck that, dude. I'm oh, I'm yeah. like <laughs> spoiled, you know. Can we talk about your cut? Oh, my old vest? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I was I actually just added to it last night. Um, so this vest, for those of you who haven't seen it, it's like this reflective vest. I forget the name of it, but it's like this reflective vest company. And it's got like a red, white, and blue reflective stripes on the front and a big reflective American flag on the back. And it's actually pretty sweet as a vest because like, the reflective shit is flat vinyl, so you can slap stickers onto it. And so it's like a great sticker canvas, and then the rest of it is like this fine mesh, so it's cool. Like, cool as in cool to... Not like, hot. I look really fucking cool. <laughs> uh, never mind. But anyway, wow. the mesh, you can, like, stick ah. all your pins and shit on, so it's like a, a really great canvas to put stuff on. Um, so... This was, like, my first motorcycle. I had gotten this little LT2. It's, like, the predecessor to the DP100. And I was riding that thing everywhere, and I rode my wife to her studio. She's a ceramic artist. And I rode her to her studio on the motorcycle, and, like, some old lady there who, like, rode motorcycles was like, you guys need this visibility vest, and gave it to my wife. And she was like, I'm not going to wear this. And I was like, I'm going to wear that <laughs> forever. <laughs> It's and pretty I tight. Have. Yeah. And it has like just all sorts of shit and just like this duct tape back together now and it's got like crazy stickers from everywhere on it. Yeah, because you can probably go find it. The like, vest hunt is rattle real. off all the stickers. You send somebody out, you yeah, like, like last go night, find a so, vest. It's impossible to find a good one. So I'm in like Cleveland now and we got a good crew up here. It's like all the old black pipe dudes and some new folks. And we were out riding last night, and we got this little, like, four-bay garage that my friend LT got. And so it's four bays, and there's four of us in it. And so we've been calling it the quad, like, as sort of a a joke at, like, you know, the college quad. Hey, man, meet me down on the quad. We'll play some frisbee. Maybe hack some hacky sacks. So we got this little sticker. It's like a number four in the skull. And that's the quad sticker. And so I slammed it, like, right on the American flag on the back, like, in quad we trust. One nation under quad. I love it. I you love better it. watch it, man. Some of those <laughs> purest American flag guys are going to fucking throw rocks at you it while you ride your like bike. A series of that. Dude, I really wish we <laughs> had old shred shed patches. I made a patch design, but I never printed them. Because I think, like, when you have, like, your wrench spot, the, like, if you have, like, a community spot where everyone's wrenching in your city or your town... And, and it's got a name, there needs to be a sticker or a patch. And for the people that, are, that know about it and were in the know for that period of time, should earn one. Because, like, 
I know the castle in Chicago from like like hot and ready's they had the super sick spot and like yeah i heard stories about it that was like epic. that was like the fucking foot clan hideout Fuck in the yeah, ninja dude. turtles yeah and it they, was like the like everyone in our generation's dream growing up is like to hang out at the foot clan hideout and they fucking built it yeah they they had it they had the skate ramp they had the cookout mm-hmm. spot they had the wrench hole they had their apartment was right there they had rooftop access like they had Mike Beasley's Living fucking, the fucking dream. VHS collection, like <laughs> Yeah. So much good shit. And all the crazy bikes and shit too, and like boxing in the basement. Man. Yeah, everything, dude. I'm like Brilliant. And, and they the had a, and they had a patch. The, the thing about it is like it boggles my mind, and maybe it's just because Richmond is, you know, like slightly more expensive and we're slightly more poor as people. You know, like us as the moped community, like how the fuck do people afford to have like a rad wrench spot? You know, well they were Southside Chicago, so yeah. Well, I mean, maybe it was you know, like I don't know what the prices are, but like around here, you've got to the same thing. You got to go to the Southside where nobody wants to go. Yeah, exactly. You, know? you get a hell of a lot of stuff if you go to somewhere where no one wants to go. Yeah, shit's cheap around here. East Cleveland is just like this desolate wasteland. That's what you want, dude. Is it uh, yeah. like uh, still built up pretty like city wise or like kind of like college so, town housing or whatever? There's like the city and then there's like this warehouse district and kind of like a little Chinatown, Asian town area. And then like basically nothing for like a mile or two. And then it gets to like <laughs> there's the universities and stuff and like the hospitals. And if you go the other direction, there's like. East 99 St. Clair, like uh, old Bone Thugs hood. Oh, yeah. Bone, 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 bone. Dude, they're like playing <laughs> here. They're Tell from Cleveland. They're playing here do. in Cleveland like Thursday or something. Dude, that's tight. Or next week anyways. I wish I was going. That'd be insane. But yeah, that'd also, be it would it's be like insane. when we went to New Orleans, everybody's like, oh, it's Lil Wayne's house. Where's Lil Wayne's house? I think it was Lil Wayne anyway. So, so right down the street from me is Chef Boyardee's house. So Ooh. that's cool. Yeah, it's actually Chef Boyardee or something. Like the pronunciation isn't yeah. like what the Americans use as the, the tin can label. <laughs> I I made a I wrote a post on MA an off topic a while ago that was like the really detailed history of Chef Boyardee. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. God, that's funny. It's worth it's, it's probably a, it's worth reading. Story. I spent way too much time on it. Yeah, yeah. For well, like they did an like, audience of none. It's like in the off topic. Yeah, it's like the only people who ever saw it probably are like Don Ohio. Well, hipsters these days, you know, you gotta put millennials the don't do any work. And, I feel like I saw something on the History Channel or like some programming on TV about the whole like how Chef Boyardee got to start and like the history of it one time. So, yeah, dude. Guy's like a crazy American success story. He was like five-star chef by like time he was in his mid-twenties. And his, and his legacy that was left is like this can of goop. <laughs> yep. It's a can of shit. Yep, there you go. I don't Congratulations, <laughs> Chef Biardi. Speaking of coming back to Moped Army, dude, I went and checked out how many posts you have. What's my, what's my number? 25,678. Boom. Boom. That's a big number. High, that's a high number right what, there, boy. What's mine? It's probably like two hundred. I don't know who's I bet mine isn't even two hundred. There's no way. Yeah. I don't know who's who's beaten me. I'm, Forever Deezy was like the highest 
the highest post yeah. count. I'm not gonna lie, when I first started lurking Moped Army, I was like intimidated to make posts because of how high everyone else's number was. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm never catching up. <laughs> so, for me, like, my intro to Moped Army online, like, I sort of lurked around, like, had some shit, and then I had this, this was uh, going way back to my earlier story, like, the first moped moped that I had, like, that I actually like, kept after I sold that Tomos was, like, this, and still not a moped, was an urban express and I was like stunting around on that thing. And I like put a pipe on it and like did also variator mods and belt mods. And, uh, I could like wheelie it. And so there's, this was like a Halloween parade and we all rode in it together. And uh, I was like dressed up as one of the baseball theories from the warriors and like doing a wheelie on this express SR. And it got like, it was like the cover photo for, the like local Atlanta scene magazine or whatever. That's sick. And I was like, this is awesome. I found to show this off to Moped Army. And like my recollection of this event was everyone ganging up on me to be like, wrong forum, fuck face, fuck <laughs> you, not a moped, get some pedals. And like <laughs> I go back and look at that thread now and it was probably like two people, but I went like from zero to butthurt in like ten <laughs> seconds. I was like, Fine, fuck you then. Like I did this awesome thing and you're shitting on it and I was like mad and instantly I was like, Fine then. I'm just gonna be a troll and off topic. And I'm just gonna make really stupid posts. And laugh at everybody. I, I I just make stupid posts, but I don't realize it until after I posted it, and then I'm like, oh, that was a dumb fucking thing to say. None of this is gonna make any sense. Not only is it spelled poorly, like proofread, fuck that. Yeah, proofread. Not, not only is it spelled really bad, what I'm saying sounds like either I'm a complete idiot or a total racist, or I just want to rant. Yeah, just want like a really bad rant. You know, I'm like fuck. Oh, well, it's out there now, you know, no then, take backs. And then Eltron comes for that ass. Dude, El- El- <laughs> yeah. Eltron, yeah, yeah. did you see? I, I have no problems with, like, spelling and shit, but I can't stand when people mix up break and break, like A-K-E versus E-A-K. Yeah. Or pedal versus pedal versus pedal. Like, flower pedal versus, like, pedaling, selling stuff versus, like, Eltron came after me on Facebook pedal. the other day. Like, come the fuck on! <laughs> It was good, though. Uh, it was all in good fun, luckily. She didn't bust my chops too bad. That's awesome. Dude, now we're... Oh, man, I just want to stay in the moped army scene for a second. Let's get into fucking swoops versus the more official swoops. Oh, what? yeah, that was a pretty that beautiful a moment thread, in time. Dude. So, like, this was, like, a thing, I don't know, like, 2010 or something, 2012. And we were, like, just lurking around. This was on Facebook. And somebody just throws up this mention that, like, there's this group in Atlanta. They're, like, a bunch of, like, white boy trap artists. Uh, But, like, not trap in the trap rap sense, like, trap in the house, like, electronic sense. Mm -hmm. This is a different trap. 
Uh, like mouse not trap? the drug trap, not the mouse trap, not the rap trap. What exactly are they trapping? The EDM trap. I don't know. It's like it's it's a different, distinct type of music that basically disappeared, and it, now trap is like what it is now in hip hop. It's like EDM, which is also like with like, Atlanta, with like but, the breaks. Uh, so this group is calling themselves the official Swoop Gang, and Mark, like, just pretty casually goes and posts on their like Facebook page. Hey man, uh, like we're, we're already the swoop gang from Atlanta and we like ride around on doofy little mopeds and you probably don't want to be associated with us. And that was like all he said. And they were like, Oh yeah. And like within seconds, this, like started erupting and so Mark's like, dude, these guys are like freaking out uh on Facebook. And so a bunch of the the rest of the swoops now get on there and we're like, you know, making fun of them sort of to their faces and they're like, Yo, come out here. We're from like real Atlanta and you look at their profiles and they're all from the suburbs. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Oh oh yeah? And they're like, We run Atlanta and I was like, Yeah, more like you run from Atlanta. Yeah, like, how about you borrow your dad's car your suburbs and, and they're like, down here. this is real horsepower. And the guy posts a picture of his, like, busted old must, like, 5.0 Mustang, which, granted, kind of rad. But also, like, to think that you're cool because of it, not at all rad. And they're like, yeah, my friend rides a real Harley, like, in a real bike. And then... This comes up on on Moped Army, and people were, I don't know, maybe more active back then or what, but, like, the entirety of Moped Army the troll nation just dude. came down oh, on boy. this Facebook page to the point where, like, people were posting faster than you could read it. Like, you couldn't even keep up with what was going <laughs> on. And, like, they were deleting posts left and right and, like, trying to hide shit and, like, just getting shamed. Like, literally, this is the one moment that Moped (laughs) Army actually swarmed and destroyed. (laughs) And they did it to the the fan page, too, which is really good. Taking over the fan page is fucking hilarious. Yeah, we were, like, making, like, fake logos and shit. People were, like, Facebooking up, like, the official swoop gang and, like, the real official swoops. And, like, it was just, like, just so much activity so fast. It was a really beautiful thing and, and really hilarious. And, like, later, I don't know, we tried to, like, ride to one of their shows or something. And, like, I don't know, it never happened. Like, nothing ever really came of it. I think Wade was, like, booting cars for a while and, like, booted somebody's car because they had an official Snoop Dogg sticker on it. <laughs> oh, boy. But <laughs> there was, like, never any real beef. But, like, the internet beef was beautiful. And there's, like, a transcript of it somewhere, like, when they started deleting it, people were like trying to screenshot what was left of it because it was insane. Yeah, that was a good one. Dude. It's worth trying funny. to find. I had a beef with uh, a sister club of a motorcycle gang, and when we first got our shit together, like as a club, we were like, "All right, well, let's get like a Gmail, and we'll, you know, like do some Instagram shit, and like make sure our Facebook page looks official because we want to be cool and we want people to find us, and like we're a real moped gang now." And uh, then the sister club of the Hell's Angels started hitting us up. And it's like, this is so-and-so from the real Rebel Rousers motor MC club. And you better stop. You know, like, this is our, you know, why don't you disgrace in our club? 
So there's like a Rebel Rousers MC and Rebel Rousers mopeds in the same town no. as like the Hell Satans are mocking the Hell Angels. No, these guys are in like uh, South Carolina or uh, you know like no Nowheresville, North Carolina, South Carolina. And so like I I just thought it was bullshit. I was like that's no way. Like whatever. And so I started. Yeah, yeah. I was just responded like ah oh, fuck you. Just want the Instagram name or whatever you know like kick rocks. And then. Uh, I started getting more messages and more messages. And then I started trolling like who they were and try to look it up. And I was like, oh, these guys are like a real MC club, you know? And then I'm looking at their members and all their members are like crutches or like there's three guys in a wheelchair that are like old as fuck and like nobody can clearly ride, you know? And then I looked yeah. on uh, YouTube and it was a Rebel Rousers post on YouTube. But it was like this guy like redneck fixing his lawnmower, his mm. racing lawnmower. Like, oh man. <laughs> Got a new pull start or something, and like you know, got the lawnmower fired up. I'm like, man, fuck these guys, man. So yeah, that's a, cred right there. Yeah, so I had a, I, I know some people in uh, oh I don't really know them anymore, but I knew some people in the Hell's Angels, and so like I shot a message over, like asked for some advice, you know, like how do I handle this appropriately? And the guy was like, fuck those guys, they're a sister club, like do whatever you want, like I'll you know like send a message or whatever, and see see how it works out. Cause they were harassing me hard. Like, you need, we're going to come beat your ass. We ever catch you. We're going to fuck you up. You know, this, that, and the other. <laughs> like, it's fucking mopeds, dude. Chill out. Yeah. And then like, all of a sudden, nothing. Never heard a fucking thing from it. You know, like, so I, I guess the message went through successfully or they just all died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of the two happened. Okay. I did, least... I did see them at a rally because I go to like motorcycle rallies and I saw some of those guys wearing their like cuts, you know, at, at the smoke out rally, oh. you know, and it's like, oh, thank God I'm not sporting yeah. my cut, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't want to start any Dude, shit. I, I fucking found it, man. What uh, is it? The, the transcript? Oh, yeah. So here it is. Oh, you Lord. you made you made the post or whatever. So it's three. This is for anyone who wants to find it on Mopin Army. It's Mopin Army. It's in the gin forums. It's 3-4-13. Never forget dash swoops versus swoop. Never forget swoop versus swoop. And it was posted uh, March fifth, two thousand thirteen. It's a beautiful read. Yeah, I think I think when I when I did that, I tried to like illustrate who was on each side because there were like there were people coming out of the woodwork on both sides of this, and like it wasn't clear who was moped people and who was like swoops and who was the official swoop gang. But it is it is pretty golden. A lot of it got like sort of deleted. Because yeah. that was all pieced together from like screenshots of oh, people's screens. I'm just like after they deleted it. I'm like just like scrolling through it, and there's definitely some highlights, dude. Everyone needs to check that thing out, man. It's fucking funny. It's a gold, golden moment. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> it was the time that Moped Army swarmed and destroyed online, <laughs> which is where MopedArmy.com is. So it makes sense that it would be online, dude. Um. Let's talk about your secret um, strength, dude. For those who don't know, Will is actually a pretty strong dude. I've seen him arm wrestle many of fools and take them all out. So I never actually intended this to be a thing, but <laughs> this goes back to actually the summer of fun. Uh, and we like rode out one night to this party, like random. I don't even know how we knew these people. We like show up at this party, and there's like a bunch of people arm wrestling at the table, and there's this fucking giant monster of a dude, like I don't know, like college football player or something, like huge fucking refrigerator of a man, 
and he's just demolishing people. And I was like in a mood, like a real excited mood. And I was just like sort of jumping around, just like goof, being goofy and like challenging people on just silly shit. And so I was like, fine, I'm going to arm wrestle this guy. I'm going to arm wrestle this guy. And to be fair, I like definitely cheated real fucking hard. Like I had my other arm on the table leg under the table. So I was like using my entire body, but I pulled this dude down to the table and like everybody was watching. Cause I was being a loud mouth, like just, just being a loud mouth. And like, I deserve to get my ass kicked. And like, there were people gathered all around to see this guy beat me. And I won. And like, Everything went to hell in an instant. And, like, all the swoops were screaming, like, Will D, strongest man in the world. He was born hungry. And everyone's like, who the fuck are these guys? And why are they at our party? And, like, Brooks is like, strongest man in the world. He eats people like that for breakfast. You can't stop Will D, strongest man in the world. And, like, that was funny and all. But it didn't end. And so, like... Weeks later, we're in, like, a McDonald's, and this guy's like, can I, can I have some money or something? And Brooks is like, do you know who this is? This will be the strongest man in the world. He'll arm wrestle you right now. And so I'm, like, arm wrestling, like, hobos in the back of the McDonald's, and I'm like, how did this become my life? And so then, like, I don't know, we go, we're going to rallies, and, like, I get excited, and <laughs> Brooks starts yelling, like, Will D, strongest man in the world. And th- there was one, we were in Wilmington. And, like, Drudy Bell, like, old beans, old order, like, that whole Lancaster crew. Uh, he's, like, real into yoga at this point and, like, real hard body and just, like, packed. And he's, like, I challenge you, Will. Let's arm wrestle. And everyone's, like, oh. Drew's got, like, the hidden strength. He's, like, into yoga and shit. Will's gonna lose this. And, like, even Brooks is kind of, like, nervous on his face, and I'm really nervous at this point. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna just, whatever. Oh, I'm wrestling. But I won. And I, like, I was, like, way overexcited, and I think I, like, bent over and bit the table that we were arm wrestling on and was like <laughs> running around this bar that we were in carrying a table in my teeth like ah, I am the fucking home oh sorry I missed so it. it's never died and then I was like arm wrestling people at MA20 and, and Diggy put me down oh so uh, to be fair this also came up in in Chicago at the like Black Moon Rising rally and Tony Cruz Hot and Ready's he definitely like we had this epic battle where it was like I was just trying to stare into his yellow eyes like I'm gonna beat you but I didn't he beat me he finally beat me and I attributed this at the time to his dad's strength because this is a real thing. When you become uh, yeah. a father, you get the you get the dad's strength. I think I've explained that. I, I've explained grown man strength on here before. So yeah. there's this yeah. there's this point in your life where you go from being like a young boy, even if you're like lifting weights as a young adult or something, you think you're strong mm-hmm. and you're getting stronger. But then something like you know around 24, 25, this grown man strength kicks in, where you just are yeah. 
infinitely yeah, stronger Tony, than you were at 18. Tony just dropped the dad strength on Or if you're hanging out with the swoops, you get your first beer and you pop your first pube. <laughs> and, all of a sudden, yeah. and you feel the effects, you feel the effects, of, effects of the alcohol and game on. Francis, you're the fucking man! <laughs> So little Francis, he he grew up. He's he's still into into motorcycles and shit. He got a job for a while with a couple of the other swoops doing like welding and stuff. Like we just we've watched him like mature into a real man. It's pretty crazy. I think we were the ones who talked him out of going to art school. <laughs> we're like, you're never gonna get a job, Francis. Look at us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he's still building shit. He's on like the Facebook. 50-50 page building like an RD60 with some GPR parts right now, which is pretty gnarly. So speaking of Francis again, he just like popped up last minute with another question. Are you ready? Yeah. He's, well, he told us to ask about Officer Peck. Oh, Peck. That guy was a motherfucker. <laughs> Fuck Peck. This dude was the bane of our fucking existence. And this goes back again to, like, really that, like, peak time in, like, summer of fun, like, 2010 to, like, 2015. It was, like, five years of swoop. And we were, like, because we always went to Littles. That was in Cabbage Town, that part of Atlanta. And our shop was right there. And this dude just, like, patrolled that strip. And he, he was, like, a dude in a, he was a cop in a car, but he, like, had a bike. And so, like, he kind of knew bikes or at least was interested in it. And he always acted like he was doing you a favor by like stopping you and giving you a ticket for not having a DOT approved helmet or whatever the fuck it was. We would pull you over every time and just like ram his stinky little fingers up your ass and just feel around until he found <laughs> something to charge you with. And then he'd rip it out and like pack a bunch of paprika covered tickets back up your ass. <laughs> And lucky like, I stopped you today. He gave me the today. stupidest fucking shit tickets. Like, he impounded the scooter that we had because, to be fair, that was illegal. It was the 125 that we were pretending was 50. But he, like, impounded it, and it was too much to get it back out of impound, so we just, like, lost it. And it felt like getting robbed. They're like, a, the cops are like a gang, and they can rob you, and there's just nothing you can do about it. Yeah, it's it. called forfeiture if they just believe that the car and was so used like, for something. You can we're all getting forfeiture. arrested and, like, pulled over. We ride out to Fred's, which is, like, 12 miles out of Atlanta or more, like, maybe even 20, and get pulled over on the way back into town. Like, I think Mark got a ticket because, like, he doesn't have a driver's license or didn't, and you technically needed one to ride a moped. You don't need a motorcycle license, but you need a driver's license. And, like, it was fucking Peck again. Like, on the complete opposite other side of town. Like, what the hell is he ever doing there? And so we're all, like, comparing these stories. We're like, man, the police are getting bad recently. And then we realize every single one of our tickets is the same goddamn motherfucker. He's this tiny little Napoleon dude. He's got the worst Napoleon complex. And he's, like, just takes this pleasure and just sticking it to you and we're like looking back in history and one of our first rallies steve brown got a ticket for like being last in the line of people to go through the stop sign and like this is two years prior and it was fucking peck on that ticket we're like this dude is plaguing us he's he's targeting he's you and that's illegal such a little bastard one time he found me 
he like pulled me over on my scooter and he's like, that thing doesn't have blinkers. And I was like, I use hand signals. That's legal. And he, he made me drive this like two mile loop. And <laughs> oh, it's time to eat dinner. He followed me basically like making sure I used the proper hand signal before he let me go. Oh my gosh. Hey, Molly, you want to say hi? Uh-oh. Is that a no? She's pretty shy of the phone. Molly just came out to alert me with my daughter to alert me that it's time to eat dinner. How old is she? She's like two and a half. Okay. Yeah. Better feed her ass before she turns into a fucking terrible two-year-old monster. <laughs> she's she's great. She's a bunch of fun. She helped me fix our card today. Nice. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're, they're, you, you, when if you don't feed kids though, sometimes it's a whole new ball game. They get re- they're like yeah. people, but you don't under, you're like adults, but you just don't understand Angry. exactly why they're so mad. You know, because <laughs> you're like, I'm not ready to eat yet. You know, like why are you so pissed? Yeah, she sucks hard at that time, but That's everything fine. else she's pretty good at. Well, we've been crushing it, dude. It's been like already like an hour and a half, man. I don't want to like, hold you up too long. Like, uh, let's oh, end yeah. it, let's end it with this, dude. Like, um, tell me like any dad jokes you have, and like you know, oh, what, so... like your hopes for the future of like mopeds or something. I don't know. Let me think. Uh, oh, so I, I thought of this the other day. Um, what's the the difference between a detective and a pirate. Mm, I don't know. One's a private eye, and the other's a private ear. <laughs> Where is Jack Sparrow when we need a fucking? I don't know. Uh, when we need a pirate joke, understood? That's my that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. What, what was about, the other piece? Yeah, your hopes for the future of, like, mopeds in general. Like, you know, some of us are seeing the scene, like, I guess it's not dying, but it's moving in different directions, you know? Like, I don't know, like, the, the kids nowadays yeah, want I mean, bikes like, already built. They don't want to work on them. And you want to see us all definitely, go <laughs> Definitely, like, when I started, it was all, like, really 80s dance parties and, like, a lot of people, a lot of the clubs that existed in MA were like doing real clean builds, like petty cash and stuff. And that like changed pretty hard to like the sort of with like hot net, hot and ready and black, black to like the the best and like grungier sort of mishmash builds, but like really creative shit though. Mm-hmm. Where instead of like I don't know, just really clean, obvious builds. People were just doing weird, dumb shit, which is, like, kind of more fun. So, like, it definitely lost some shit, but it also gained, like, a different thing, and it wasn't bad. And so I got a lot of hope that, like, next generation or change in mopeds is, like, the same way, where it's, like, still good, it's just different. If. If you're gonna like go to a rally and spend the coin on a rally pack, uh, what would be like ideally like a good swag? Oh man, in your opinion? I always like the little oil things, like the little oil cup that comes in the rally pack. That's always pretty handy. Yeah, something. And useful. of course, you know, you got to get the stickers and the, and the the pins and shit. I don't know. We we had like a couple of years where just like. 
throwing out random stuff in in rally packs and there was this really great like fortuitous you know pile of stuff on the side of a road one day that was like a box full of porn vhs cassettes and so we just threw those in rally packs that was a good one and yeah. then, there was another year like we were packing the rally packs at this like pizza bar and people were like putting cups of like pizza sauce in rally packs which was gross and not a cool thing to put in a rally pack <laughs> like here's your t-shirt with pizza sauce on it yeah <laughs> we're all having fun right <laughs> yeah congrats yeah thanks for your hard-earned cash dummy oh dude that's funny <laughs> yeah i don't know what my what my ideal thing i always like the tools the fucking oil packs are cool but like like i got uh these cool caps blue ribbon socks on I'd almost like to have like a club logo, like goofy pair of socks in a rally pack. Ooh, That'd full, be hot. Full print moped socks. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, I love we my PBR sl- socks. We were slanging a lot of like the branded shades and like branded fanny packs way back in the day. Like, yeah. but not at our rally. Like, we'd go to other people's rally and give out our swag. Yeah. I remember the uh, the swoops had the uh, no, it wasn't swoops. ACR had those ribbons they used to hand out. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. I just won one last summer. Mm. Yeah, the ribbons are a great idea. I was like out visiting LA, and Mike Boyd was out there, and I hung out with him, and he gave me an award for like best swoop in LA. But like thinking I was the only swoop in LA, but also like some of the other fellows were out there randomly, <laughs> also from like movie shit. <laughs> so, well, Ty is like he was out there anyway. So he was like, "That's what's up, man." Hell yeah! It could have been me. <laughs> that's just pride fucking with them yeah well, dude, we really appreciate you being on the cast tonight and uh it's been awesome and fun and i hope to see you soon what's the next uh, rally you're hitting Are dude you hitting- i don't know i'll be at swoops but probably something before then yeah well hopefully catch dude, you new york's coming later. up this this next weekend yeah. or whatever yeah, going. a bunch of the cleveland fellas i think are yeah we'll so. be there thomas thomas say what's up man we're gonna be there yeah, come look yeah. for the baller camper. Hopefully, uh, it'll make it all the way through without getting bashed up too bad. Beautiful. Well, thanks, right, y'all. Well, thanks, bud. All right, love you, Will. Catch you, H- catch you later. H- hug and kiss the kids awkwardly for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll do. <laughs> okay, right. bye. Later, bro. Yeah. Cool. That was fun. Dude, Will. Yeah. He's epic, man. He's like... Stories for days. Stories for days. And I think he's also like, when I think of mopeds, he's always someone who really stood out. I'll like, never forget that time when I met him. He was telling those, like, my dad raped me jokes or whatever. <laughs> and I just couldn't figure it out for a minute. And I felt so stupid, so I didn't interject, really. I just kind of like, sidelined. And it took me forever. Because then, like I said, it would get serious, kind of. And then it was, like, funny again. And he's like, nah, but seriously. Yeah. And he's like, stone-faced <laughs> motherfuckers. And I'm just like, I'm, I gotta get out of here. That's <laughs> Like who, how many times you go to rally you see like just like some handsome dapper young man with a beard smoking a pipe, like <laughs> yeah, wearing a fucking ridiculously reflective yeah. vest. Dude, that vest always stood out. I was like, Shuff- man, no shirt, just like this mesh vest, <laughs> shuffled like, hair. Yeah, I'm in another fucking zone right now, man. Riding the slowest lit. shit that money could buy. <laughs> that 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 bike at the Richmond rally, you like 20 miles an hour, man. That was thing was tapped out Dude. i pushed him all the way from uh what's that like park in the very bottom like uh that the canawa park 
Canal Plaza, all the way from Canal Plaza to the Shred Shed. Well, it wasn't the Shred Shed, really. It was the uh, the junk shop, oh, like yeah. Paul's Place junk shop. Oh, yeah, yeah. From there to there, like the whole fucking way back. I was dude. like, dude, we're getting back, man. I'm not leaving you behind. <laughs> that rally was sweet, dude. It's like if it wasn't like that, like the last couple of years, we had even like New Orleans, Richmond, like the small New Orleans with Mono. The last two Richmond rallies, the last three Richmond rallies. No, the last two Richmond rallies. Like when we do the Friday night light ride, I mean the Friday night ride, yeah. and all the and we bust out the whole box of glow sticks and throw them out, and everyone gets to ride with glow sticks oh, in the yeah. night ride. <laughs> Swoops are the reason we do that. Yeah, when they came to that Richmond rally when we had the junkyard spot. They bust out all these glow sticks and fucking toss them out, and everyone's riding on glow sticks. Yeah, because it's like yeah, like the uh, Simpsons did it kind of thing. Like yeah. you know, it's all right to not such to a have, good idea. It's such so a good idea. Fun. How do you not take it? You know? Yeah, so much makes it so much fun, dude. Fucking. Uh, New Orleans. I miss New Orleans, but I miss Zach. I need I need Zach to he come said back. He's coming to town soon. I need Zach to come back to Richmond and fucking whip these motherfuckers in the shape in the smog squad. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. <laughs> like Harlow still rides. I saw. Oh, I actually saw Sal today. Like riding his bicycle. I talked to him today on the oh, phone. Right? Yeah, on the phone. And I and I talked to some uh, some boys and they said they saw uh, Harlow the other day and they tried to talk to him and he like wouldn't talk to him basically and blasted off on his motorcycle. <laughs> Who knows? And I was like, all right. Interesting. Yeah. Dude. Whatever. So now let's let's start the podcast like uh like this is the beginning. Hey, what's up? Welcome to Fit Money Podcast. No, dude, we're not doing two hours. I've, I've, Episode zero three two. <laughs> we did it. I bought the real thing, man. I gotta go home and work on it now. Oh yeah, Thomas bought a Harley today. Yeah, twelve hundred so, anniversary edition Sportster baby. That's all over. You heard it here. Yeah, that's it, man. Now now I can get the real thing between my legs instead <laughs> of this little peanut I've been riding around on. I like to tell everyone that they heard it here, like like they're like they're hearing some shit like. Like they've never heard before. <laughs> yeah, we've done. We've we've. Said, not only did we repeat ourselves a lot, we repeat ourselves a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get that? But it's like I don't know. It's all in good fun. Like right? Yeah, I have a good time, and I like to be. Sometimes I'm peppier than others, and sometimes I'm funnier than others. I guess I don't know. Dude, I ordered my last couple parts I needed for my moped. So, and I think I'm gonna switch out to my other broken cylinder. I'm gonna cut the skirt off my other cylinder because it's a little cleaner on the inside. And I got like the lockout for the transmission, and I got um, a return spring for my rear brake, and my front brake pads come in Monday. I that's ordered, my biggest problem right now. My brakes are dragging super hard. I ordered Alexis some parts for her bike. Shut up, huh? And oh yeah, I ordered Alexis some parts for her bike. She swore up and down she had the Athena kit, right? Up and down. It's like nah, it's the Athena kit. It's, all right, so I ordered the rings and all that crap for. Her. And she's like, these rings don't fit. Look. And she's like, showing me the piston. Yeah, she had a DR kit. Yeah. And I was she like, wanted an Athena. I've been telling her she's got a DR kit and she didn't believe me. And I was like, I'm pretty sure you got a DR kit. No, it's the, and she looked up the parts and sent me the link to the parts and shit. It's like, that's what I got. And I was, so I ordered the parts and that's not what she has. Yeah, she had a DR kit. She got a DR kit. I could have told you that. I knew that. <laughs> but, you know, she swore up and down. I was like, well, it's, you know, whatever. So now I got some Athena rings laying around if yeah, you need some. I'll take them. I don't need them right now, but it never hurts to have an extra set of Athena rings. Yeah. I only buy Athenas in case anyone wants it. And luckily, I've also show. bought a DR kit, so now I like had to take the piston out of that to give it to her because she mm-hmm. chipped her piston. And I don't know if she needs the whole piston or not, but I just like sat the whole yeah. shit on her bench just in case, and I'll just order a new I one. I love that she took the whole bike apart, and she was like going to rebuild it, and then like she got to the part where it was like, you can like use a drill to take the seals out, or you can split the cases and take the seals out and put in new ones. And she was like... 
I don't, nah. think I, need, I don't think I need the seals and just put it back there. I'm like, you, yeah. probably, you probably don't. Yeah, I, I was, that's what I was trying to tell you her. About. I'm like, you're them. already there. I mean, if it's got an air leak, she's like, it's got an air leak. Let's, put, you know, it's like it could be the seals and it could be this, but it's not that much money. Just pop some seals in it. So I ordered it, and then she also she returned didn't get the right seals. Well, yeah. she got one right seal. Like she didn't know because she's never built it before. Well, but, I ordered this shit, so I don't know what it is. I don't fuck yeah, with Hondas. Yeah, you don't you know, ride, you don't like, ride she showed me what it was. And I'm like, yep, yeah, well, you know, that's yeah. it. Yeah, when you have a Honda Hobbit, here you go. Key tip: when you have a Honda Hobbit, there's two seals. Uh, there's, the big one. There's if you have a stock crank, you have the 15 seal. If you have an aftermarket crank, it's 17 on one side, 15 on the other. Oh, so you can just run a Tomo seal? Yeah, because because no, not Tomo size. That's Tomo's too big. Is it? Yeah, yeah. So, like Tomo's 15, is 1735 by seven. It's by 25. Okay, 25. Yeah, yeah. And it's like um the the because like the stock hobbits the 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 faulty part when you start kidding them and all that stuff is the the crank i meant the variator side crank will break yeah and so the aftermarket crank has a beefier variator side so you need the bigger seal which is hilarious if you haven't seen it happen before when the fucking variator just goes whipping by you so... pissing the weights out but if you had side covers you wouldn't wash your variator down the street it just would have fell into your plastics and you would have been wondering what was going on yeah i don't know uh, mopeds this week was cool. Like uh, we had a good little wrench session the other day. And I was really pumped on that. Rebuilt my like, Tomos. Showed up at the garage and it was like eight people in the garage and like there's four bikes getting wrenched on and like everyone's hanging out and laughing. I'm like, oh, this is chill. Yeah. This is like old school Richmond like hangout right now, man. Yeah, where everybody's like every five seconds somebody comes to me and asks me a fucking question. Can I have a tool? You got this tool? Do you, you know what this tool? is? Can like, you take a look at this for a second? Nobody here has their own fucking tool. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so there's that. Keep going back yeah. to his garage. <laughs> like no clutch. Meanwhile, like two no days like... before, I rescued a Tomos, a 1980 Tomos from like certain death, mm. and brought it home. Rebuilt the fucking motor. Had the motor rebuilt back in the bike in an hour. New, you know, bearing seals, basic kit. Reused the crank and rewired the lights and everything. The full nine yards in one day. New cables and got it running. There you go. And poor Jacks has been six months with his bike. Oh, that. Poop, yeah, the poop's been giving the, her trouble. Uh, the cracking, and I'm no expert. I've never rebuilt the Tomas before. That was the first time I've ever cracked the cases by myself and it's done pretty it. Pretty easy. It's no, I know it's easy. I'm not like I know how yeah. to do it. I just never had the need to. Mm-hmm. Like usually they're fine. Did you like the whole like final drive bearing and all that stuff too. Everything, yeah. Put all the bearings in, all the seals. You know, like dude, I rebuilt two in the garage at one day, and then the one I forgot to put the seal in, but I already put like the 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 main gear back in and all that stuff. I was like, ah, oh, fuck, like. Yeah. It's so much easier. First time, with first the, time Justin did it, he took it. the hammer and because he didn't know how deep the seal needed to go in, and he drove the fucking seal as deep <laughs> as he case. could <laughs> against the bearing. Yeah, and then we had to like pry the fucker out, which ruined it, and get another seal. Damn. Yeah, it was sucked. It was pretty funny though. Yeah. And funny. he also forgot the internal main gear. Put what? yeah, like the big main gear. He just <laughs> put the cases the together. Yeah. It? Yeah. Yeah. Dabs, dude. <laughs> fucking set you straight. You don't need that shit. It's a coaster bike. Runs good. Uh, Won't go anywhere. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shouts out to getting anyone who's been checking out the show and listening to us. Um, hit us up. Send us some love, dude. Like, uh, if you have a topic you want us to talk about or you want to be on the show, you can hit us at mopedmondaypodcast at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Instagram at mopedmondaypodcast. Or come visit Richmond and fucking actually yeah. come hang out. And it's a Sunday. We can do it early and come be on the show live. Yeah, you can be on the show live. We can put you on a DRZ loaner. Um, <laughs> I could, I'll put you on my face as a loner. Oh, that sounds gross. Oh. <laughs> that sounds like pink eye waiting to happen. Oh, 
Oh, I had to explain to Chris and Mark Matt what pink sock was the other day. They were talking about something. I was like, oh, you mean pink sock? They're like, what's a pink sock? I was like, Google it. Yeah, let's not explain that. Let's not explain that on the podcast, dude. (laughs) Alexa. No, Alexa. What's a pink sock? Dish might answer your question. Ooh. Pizza is a savory dish of Italian origin. Alexa, Alexa stop. stop. <laughs> never mind. They never know anything. Yeah. Nothing good, anyway. Yeah. Um, a highlight, if you follow us on Instagram, maybe you saw that this week. We we finally printed Moped Monday podcast t-shirts. Yeah, they're $400 a piece. Reason, everyone was like, what's the price? What's the price? What's the price? Oh, because the, like, the, when I first posted it, it was, was just like a preview. Aaron and I and I didn't put the price on it, oh. but I put the the Gmail, I meant the PayPal email and everything, mm-hmm. but I didn't put the price cuz I was like I was like, "Oh, if you want to know what kind of shirt it is, it's guild and blah blah." I was adding information that I didn't need to add and yeah. I got distracted. <laughs> so I went back and put the price in it. It's 20 bucks shipped. Like, so if you want to help us out, all, all the money from selling the shirts is going to go towards paying for gear, the hosting and new gear and I'm trying to like get the web store and we got more, some janky cables plugged in over here. Stuff set up, and hopefully when I move, we're gonna get like a legit setup and we're gonna do like live and like video, video camera, cameras, strippers, lighting, <laughs> beer like, fridge, props. Like you know, it's gonna look be super legit, dude. You're gonna think unlimited fucking, whiskey on tap, like internet fucking access. You're gonna think we're Joe Rogan or some shit, bro. Uh, speaking of whiskey on tap, you guys ought to look up the whiskey wipers on YouTube. That's a good one. Is that a band? No, man. It's this fucking... <laughs> a drink? What no, is... dude, it's this redneck who fills his washer fluid full of whiskey and runs the line underneath of his ashtray into his, like, his cup, and he just pushes his washer fluid and fills his cup up with whiskey. Weird. Yeah, dumb as shit. Weird. Well, now that I gave it away, you don't need to look that's it up. A, that's so you're sounds, not missing that it. Sounds quite illegal, it's kind of funny. fuck it, right? Yeah, it's kind of like scissor lift, Steve. It's probably all bullshit, but it's funny. Dude. So, we're going to go ahead and let this episode rock out, and it's going to end the exact same time as last week's episode. So that's kind of cool, right? Does anyone listen to that? I wouldn't no? hear. Yeah, I, wouldn't, I had no idea. Dude, last week was funny, dude, with um with Mopet from Pittsburgh. Oh yeah. If you haven't listened to it, listen to it, dude. It's so funny hearing them talk that weird Pittsburgh like lingo. Oh yeah. Oh, Geens and uh, it's so weird. It's the weirdest <laughs> fucking talk ever. I'll listen to Fuck it. Fuck it. Check it out. Um, that's it for us, dude. Fuck your car. Ride a moped. Yeah, fuck your car. Ride my moped. In Richmond, come visit. Catch us in New York. Later. Bye. Cool. Again, if you want to buy a t-shirt from us, just PayPal us at mopedmoneypodcast at gmail.com. And it's 20 bucks shipped. Just provide your mailing address. And we'll have it out to you, man. Send that shit friends or family. Because I'm not trying to pay that tax. So, um, what are your favorite moped sounds? I don't know, like touching flowers, is it moving? Like, nah, feel pretty locked up. Sounds like a fuck, dude.